1: Download the
0: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Fall camp is right around the corner, just a few weeks away. We got SEC Media Day starting next week. We're going to talk about what people are expecting out of Arkansas, some of my thoughts and opinions. Danny West is going to join us to talk some recruiting. There's been a lot going on with that. And we're going to also talk with disgraced former president and founder of the Arizona Razorback Club, Keith Grayson. Your questions and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Throw us a follow if you haven't done so already. And also uh, hit a like button or a thumbs up or whatever it is on Facebook. Do the same on YouTube if you don't mind. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload a new video. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review and say something nice about the show if you don't mind. Also available on Spotify Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Sign up for our Hog Sports newsletter. You get free news in your email inbox every morning and also sign up for free breaking news text alerts. Anytime there's big news, we'll send you a text alert and a link to further reading if you choose to have that. So Hogsports is also just $1 right now for your first month. Be sure to sign up if you haven't done so already. So I just want to jump into this real quick. And we'll get to Danny West first, and then we'll get to Keith Grayson after that. So Traylon Burks, is starting to get some recognition. And it's not so much based on his numbers, which were solid last year. They weren't, like, on the level of some of these guys getting named preseason all America. But he's making first-team all America lists. He made his second one just the other day on Pro Football Network. Phil Still also named him, named him a preseason first-team All-American. But Pro Football Network has also named Traylon Burks a, an All-American first-team. 51 receptions for 820 yards, 6.1 yards per catch, seven touchdowns in nine games. Really, really eight and a quarter games. He was knocked out of that Mississippi State game pretty early. Pro Football Focus, I believe it was Pro Football Focus. Yeah, just came out also with their top 100 college football players, top 50 college football players. And there's Traylon Burks at number 32 nationally. So he's starting to get some some respect. We've seen him obviously pop up on some – preseason uh, draft, early draft boards in the first round, mock drafts, I should say. So good stuff for for uh, trailing Burks. We're going to get to a little bit of discussion about uh, his quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, as well. But first, Jake Beckett running for U.S. Senate. I don't talk politics very often, and I'm not going to talk about him now, but it's obviously notable that Jake Beckett has run for Senate. And it, I always felt like with him, you know, that it's – is always kind of gearing up for that. You know, he obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of popularity, you know, just from the base with, you know, his family being former Razorbacks, him being a former Razorback, All-SEC performer, getting drafted by the New England Patriots, playing four years in the NFL, joining the Army, going to law school, join, then joining the Army. I mean, he's, he's pretty much taken all the steps that you would expect somebody who's moving into politics. I mean, good-looking young guy. I mean, there's, there's plenty of reasons that he's electable. So he is running for, for U.S. Senate. So keep an eye out for Jake Becker. That's about as far as we get on politics here. This is an escape from politics. I thought this was cool. 25 largest college football stadiums. Although you'd like to see Arkansas in the top 20, but they're 21st, 76,212. I'm not sure where they got the 212 number. I've just seen 76,000 as the official attendance, but I I don't know that anybody's ever gone through and counted all 76,000 seats to get an exact number. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, with the student section, you know, who knows how many people they can pile in there. So 76,212 is the official attendance. They're right behind USC. The LA Coliseum is 77,500. Not too far behind Notre Dame, 77-622, FSU 79-560 at Doak Campbell, UCLA at 80,000 at the Rose Bowl. Some of these aren't on-campus stadiums. Maybe they should have done on-campus. Go ahead and get your questions in if you haven't done so already. We'll get to those in a minute. There was also – I'm not sure who did this one. Let's see – Pro Football Focus ranked all 130 teams, and guys, Arkansas is 53rd. Now, that's not where you want to be. You shouldn't be satisfied with 53rd, but it's not in the triple digits like it's been. I mean, they've been predicted in the triple digits the last couple of years, so 53rd is a pretty good spot for Arkansas starting out this year. They're ahead of Mississippi State at 55. Now, Phil still came out with his prediction for Arkansas. Phil still does a great job. He's he's thorough. He you know, he knows his stuff and, and has done a great job for years and years. But he has nine different power ranking formulas, and out of all nine of them, only one of them calls for Arkansas to get to a bowl game. So it's not so much his thoughts on it, but his formulas, thoughts on where Arkansas will be. Which Arkansas was 3-7 and seven last year. I think a lot of people think, you know, that's a great improvement. They could have been a lot better. They – were robbed against Auburn. They lost on a kick to LSU, lost on a kick to Missouri. And we'll get into this Missouri game a little bit because I want to talk about KJ Jefferson also. But, I mean, there's three losses right there by combined seven points. They easily could have won six games last season. One of the reasons Phil still has Arkansas struggling so much is because he also has the – Arkansas with the toughest schedule in the country. This is the second or third list that has Arkansas as the toughest schedule in the country. We know last year they had the toughest schedule in the country, so it doesn't help that Arkansas is like trying to bounce back and rebuild and you just keep throwing these schedules at them, which is, happens a lot. I mean, there's a lot of years where Arkansas is consensus, toughest schedule in the country, and it's the same this year. It was the same last year. All right, so I want to talk about K.J. Jefferson a little bit because let's just come out and say it. Not to put any more pressure on him, but I don't know how you could. But if K.J. Jefferson's not any good, then Arkansas is not going to be any good. That's, that's pretty clear to me. There's not, like, even if it gets to a situation where you've got to replace K.J. because it's not working out midseason, we got to make a change. There's not, like, some wily veteran, you know, some guy that's just, like, seasoned and experienced and, you know, modestly talented at least who's just kind of been passed over, who's just waiting there like Kyle Trask was at Florida. You know, if Arkansas has to go a different direction, the different direction would be Malik Cornsby, who's a guy with a lot of talent. But as we saw in the spring, you know, he's still got some development to do. It'd be like, you know, watching a guy grow before our eyes. Like the highlight plays, great. But, oh, the learning lessons, you know, they're going to come. You know, so, uh, you know, Malik may have his day. I think it's probably be a little bit down the road. But to me, like if, if Arkansas is going to continue taking a step forward this season, it needs to be because KJ Jefferson's the starter and he's playing well. So he's got. I mean, like if you like consider the most recent new starting pl- uh, players for Arkansas at quarterback over the recent years, there's not a better situation to drop a guy into than what Arkansas has right now. When you consider 45 of the 50 starts return on the offensive line. And that's not just, like, evenly distributed between five guys. There's, you know, six guys, really. And and that doesn't include Luke Jones, who uh, is ahead of Brady Latham right now, as of the spring, anyway. He was ahead of him. And Latham was the incumbent starter. So there's some competition going. You know, Bo Lemmer's there. Plus, there's some guys behind them, like Takias Crawford and Jalen St. John, Marcus Henderson, some guys that are, you know, some big, massive, imposing – uh, second-year players who are kind of pushing a little bit, you know, kind of – so you can't rest on your laurels right now if you're the offensive line. They would have returned all three starters at wide receiver had Mike Woods not left the team. Returned Traylon Smith plus a couple of, you know, intriguing four-star running back additions. Returned both tight ends. I mean, that's a pretty good – I know they were only won three games last year maybe could have won six. Should have won four. They got robbed of one. That's a pretty good situation relative to how other quarterbacks have stepped in. I mean, think about Brandon Allen's entry into the starting lineup. I mean, that wasn't a very good situation. I guess, you know, uh, I guess Austin had a pretty decent situation. But to me, this is about as good as you could could expect or ever ask for at at quarterback. So that's a good situation. You know, at at, at wide receiver, obviously, it's – I've I've said this before. I think Mike Woods' transfer hurts more in perception than it does in practice. I think there are some other guys that have a potential to step up. I mean, odds are, I mean, when you look at the four-star talents that they've brought in over the years, you know, first of all, T.Q. Jackson and Shamar Nash were both four-stars who didn't work out and transferred elsewhere. So there's two guys. Jaqueline Crawford was a four-star. Trey Knox was a four-star. Darren Turner, Keetron Jackson. So far out of all these guys – who are four-star recruits, and Keytron's just a true freshman. Darren Turner's just a redshirt freshman. But out of all those guys, Burks is the only one that's, like, lived up and really surpassed his ranking. So odds are one. you just need really one of those guys. Because Devion Warren, you know, he's going to come back, and he was pretty solid for you before you got hurt. And actually, Devion was a four-star on ESPN. He wasn't on the other two major services, but he was a four-star on ESPN. So – Odds are somebody out of that group. You just need really one guy. They're going to play three wide receivers mostly. Anyway. I think there's a shot. You know, the the sample size for KJ, and just me personally, this is my personal thoughts on him. And I've said this before, what I like most about KJ is the way his teammates talk about him. You know, I ask a question about KJ in our Zoom press conferences and, you know, players are scooting up in their seat, and I've talked about that before, the body language, reading between the lines kind of stuff. I like that. And it's not what they say about him, it's just how they say it, you know, because obviously they're all going to say nice things. It's just the world we live in in sports. They're all – nobody's going to just, like, trash somebody, obviously – so, what we have with KJ is a few samples. You know, we the Mississippi State game when he comes in and rushes for twenty yards on his first carry. That's the that's the how you want to see the first play. Leads a touchdown drive. I think he he ran for the touchdown uh, on that drive as a freshman year. LSU a little more mixed reviews. You know, like couldn't couldn't find the first down marker for whatever reason. Sliding before the first down marker. I think an injury played into that. The Missouri game is the real sample size we have. And uh, you know, people always say, well, Missouri's Defense was trash. Missouri's defense was eighth in the SEC out of fourteen teams in total uh, total yardage allowed. They were actually fifth last season in uh, passing yards allowed. So consider that because I always hear people you know talk like Missouri like you know they had the worst defense in the SEC and you know I'm not saying they were a great defense but they weren't trash. So it's a defense Barry Odom helped put together. So uh, KJ was. 18 of 33 passing in this game, 54.5% for 274 yards, three touchdowns, 13 carries for 32 yards and another touchdown. Counted for four touchdowns. Arkansas lost this game, but this is what this is what was not on KJ. So they go into the game with a, or excuse me, they go into the fourth quarter with a 10 point lead in this one. All right, 10 point lead. He leads two touchdown drives and includes. On top of it, with 404 left, this is Arkansas's last possession of the game. with 404 left, he completes a basically a miracle two-point conversion play to Mike Woods. So that is 25 points that Missouri has to overcome in the fourth quarter. And they do. They get 27 points, don't they? 32yard field goal with, uh, well, as time expired. So they took a 404 final drive. So, Arkansas never touched the ball. So, it's you can't really, like, put this loss on K.J. Jefferson. He took them into the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead, led two touchdown drives, and completed a two-point conversion to give them a 48-47 40, lead, and they lose 50-48. So, less than a month away from fall camp, quarterback is the most difficult position to evaluate. Everybody knows that. We're not really going to know until things get going. So... The swing game that they point to, this is, uh, who did this one? Now, this is out of 24 7 sports, so this is Josh Pate. So, he does a great job. The swing game for Arkansas is Auburn. Now, Auburn comes to Fayetteville this year, and Arkansas obviously owes, well, Auburn owes Arkansas, I guess, but. Arkansas is going to be geeked up for this one. And, you you know, it's it's different circumstances than 98 with Tennessee. When Arkansas went to Tennessee, lost the game, they had it, and everybody knows this story. But uh, Tennessee came back to Fayetteville. They flipped the score, and, and, and Arkansas wins and shut down Dixon Street. So it's not like that because that was a different type of team. But this is still a similar circumstance. Auburn's got to come here now, you know. So Arkansas should have won that game. And they were robbed of it, and everybody knows it. So that's the swing game. I kind of think the Texas game is a swing game. I mean, that's week two, that's gonna be electric. That to me is the game for Arkansas too. Like, where is this program? You know. Switching over to basketball, real quick before we get to Danny. Arkansas is number eight in the latest CBS top twenty five and one, number eight nationally. Now, my opinion, if they get Kevin O'Banner, who, by the way, did take his name out of the NBA draft, he's transferring from Oral Roberts. If they get him, then they may be <laughs> – you might be start talking about him one, two, or three. I think they're on national championship watch if they get that. They may be anyway. I mean, it's going to take some luck. But, I mean, the one criticism everybody has is like eh, – You know, Are they going to be able to rebound? This guy averages almost 10 rebounds a game. So he just released a top 10. It's nothing like earth-shattering, but it's Arizona, Maryland, Oklahoma, Illinois, Florida, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Alabama, and I think that's Creighton. I'm just looking at logos here. I think that's Creighton. So, obviously, big thing to watch. All right. I told you I was going to get to Danny West, and I'm going to fulfill that promise right now. For those of you who don't follow Danny – I got his profile updated. It's at Danny West247. You can follow him on Twitter. Guy's been with us for a number of years and just kills it when it comes to recruiting coverage. If you haven't followed Danny on Twitter, if you're not subscribed on Hog Sports, you should do so. Danny, my man.
1: How you doing? Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannaanderson.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love...
3: Weather feels a little bit like late September,
1: but yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I
3: don't know about the rest of the state. I took the girls on a walk this morning, and I said, Okay, yeah, I'm getting there now.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know, I was dropping my daughter off at camp yesterday, uh, in Oklahoma, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I see this guy out there walking around, and I'm like, Man, that looks like Kendall Browse, but he's in a, you know, a short sleeve button down, he's running around with this blonde headed kid. I was like, I just don't know. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> he walked by me, and I don't know if he you know, remembers what I look like or anything. He doesn't follow me on Twitter or anything, but I don't know if he remembers what I look like. But, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger on it. You know, he walks by me with lock eyes and I don't even say, I didn't say anything. And I, I got on Twitter day I looked and I was like, yeah, that's his kid. That was Kendall. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I saw
3: his kid. I was going to tell you, he had a blonde kid with him yeah. at camp. A few weeks ago. So yep. I, was, I was tempted to say, yeah, it's probably, yeah. I, but I've, I, crazy, too, man.
2: too many times I have said something to people, and I don't know if I have poor facial recognition or what. Too many times oh, I've dude, said something to people, way, and it's just man. like I the can wrong make a person. I was like, myself. oh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, what I don't do any either, Danny, and uh, there was a, uh, somebody worked in the recruiting department a few years ago, uh, and I was leaving Prelude breakfast, and uh, this guy, Guy says Trey, you know, from far away, yelling, and I don't even turn yeah. around and wave because I've, I've been burned too many times on that <laughs> too, you know, like where I
3: somewhere out there, that person's like Trey Biddy is such a yeah. Dr- well, he
2: hit me up on Twitter later, and I was like, sorry, <laughs> man, I don't do long hellos anymore. No, yeah, no. yeah, can't be trusted. This is this is an awful story, but somebody before we get into the recruiting stuff some one time this this girl uh, was talking to my this woman was talking to my wife and, uh, and she was start pointing to her husband she's pointing like at me like she's pointing at me and she yep. goes and she <laughs> told my wife she goes no not that bald guy not that weird bald guy right there this other guy it's like super awkward <laughs> oh that's great
3: <laughs>
2: so yeah i don't do ever since then i'm just like no, no no long hellos all right danny So a couple of commitments we did—I talked about a little bit last week, but we didn't have you on the show. But um, let's just jump in real quick on on last week's guys, uh, or I guess the week before with Manny Powell. Uh, This was June second, or excuse me, July second. So Manny Powell and uh, Jalen Lewis. What's Arkansas getting in those two guys?
3: Yeah, Manny. uh, That's one that I think he really appreciated Arkansas kind of being the first big name school, if you want to call them that, the first SEC anyway. Uh, really appreciated that. And then, of course, here comes Ole Miss and Missouri and uh, eventually Michigan. And you now when Michigan offered the Ohio kid, I was thinking, okay, that might be trouble. You know, uh, coming off of his Arkansas visit, I felt pretty good about the chances. But, again, Michigan comes up with a late offer. And, of course, we haven't seen Arkansas go up to Ohio and, and have any – Success and you know, in the modern rankings era, the Mm -hmm. online rankings era, we've never seen it uh, even one. So, you know, I was never 100% sure, but uh, they they sure felt confident throughout, and sure enough, they get him 6'3. Man, he's big, about 230, 235. Uh, He's a true inside linebacker. I would say he's at Canton McKinley, but he has recently announced that he's going to be attending another school. Um, I don't think he's announced yet which school that might be in Canton, but evidently they had some stuff going on at his school that he wasn't happy with. And, uh, it made statewide news up there from what mm-hmm. I understand. So I don't have all the details on why he's leaving, but he felt strongly enough about it that he's going to move on. So, um, good kid. I like the guy, uh, good get there. And then Jalen. That's a guy that I think probably, in my opinion, Trey, I'd probably have him as a four-star, to be honest with you. He's got he's the clean. offer
2: list. Yeah, he's got
3: the offers. He's got the ball skills. I mean, the thing you notice about him on uh, on his film is when he comes down with a pick, now he's an offensive threat.
4: I mm-hmm.
3: mean, he, he he takes them back. So, there's a lot to like about those two. And then, of course, uh, last week, Tyrus Washington, the tight end commitment, out of Leesburg, Georgia, Lee County High School. Nice addition there at a position of need. You know, they offered Tyrus January 15th, I think. So Mm -hmm. that's been a long time ago. The strange part to me, buddy, is that he has now had three different recruiting um, uh, guys, uh, guys recruiting him as tight end coaches at Arkansas since January. I mean, you just don't see that a whole lot, three different position coaches. Of course, that'd be John Cooper, Cody Kennedy there for a, a little bit, and then uh, Dowell Loggins, obviously. And I think it was weird how it, it all kind of worked out. You know, he visited on a weekend in which they didn't even have a coach named yet, mm-hmm. uh, his position coach. And then, of course, uh, wrapped up the visit. He, I think he really felt strongly about Arkansas but wanted to make sure – that position coach is going to match up and lo and behold they went out and just I think they knocked it out of the park with, with Dowell coming back mm-hmm. with all that experience and he felt the same way so he's just a country boy man I thought it was notable when he said I don't like much traffic or big cities all that type of thing and then you start to think about the three finalists you got Fayetteville, Cincinnati and Orlando Central uh, Florida right mm-hmm. so you compare Fayetteville to me now Fayetteville's a big city <laughs> but yeah. when you compare it to Orlando and Cincinnati, those two are quite a bit bigger. So instantly felt much better about Arkansas's chances there. But six four two 230, big target. I think he's uh, raw still, but, uh, you know, very much has the frame to come in and, and potentially push for playing time as a as a true freshman, in my opinion. Really talented
2: and, kid. And tight end is obviously a position of need. Rising zone, Danny West joining us, for those who are just tuning in. So, Danny, you were talking about Dow Loggins, and I would mentioned this earlier, but, like, you lose Justin Stepp to his the place of his birth in Columbia, South Carolina. Sure. You lose uh, uh, Brad yeah. uh, Davis to – I guess his hometown in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Right. So you got to stop hiring coaches from other SEC cities. And of course, they went and got Dow Loggins, who's an Arkansas so. guy, former Razorback. So I can see Sam Pittman's thinking there. And plus, the resume is, is really impressive. So, you know,
3: I was impressed with him, not to cut you off. Yeah, go. Just watching him um, at the brief camps that, that I was able to see him out there, I was really impressed with how he just jumps right in. And, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's used to dealing with grown men some probably as old or almost as old as he is and he jumps in there and he can talk to the kids and you know speak the language a little bit and seemed relatable to me high energy type guy so man that you know that's the one question mark you always have when they come from the nfl how how are they going to make that transition to dealing with younger people and i think he was just it was instant i mean you could just see it he's got it mm-hmm.
2: If you like recruiting content, Danny West has so much great stuff on there. He breaks down, you know, June was a big official visit month, so he breaks down everybody who visited in the month of June, and then breaks them down by classification. All the people who have visited from the class of, you know, 2022, 23, 24. and that took a while,
3: Trey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you've got some more work to do because in July, at the end, last week of July, you can you can have visitors again, right?
3: Yeah, the, the last week, and, and my understanding, I confirmed over the weekend that Arkansas is going to pick one date, at least one, that I'm aware of, and that's going to be the final day of July, mm-hmm. uh, July 31st. So I think they're planning a, an event. I don't know if they're doing a cookout or what they're going to do yet. The last I was told is they're not even certain how many are coming yet. It's still kind of in the early stages. But, you know, I mean, you look at some of these 22 guys. We know Jordan Cook made the official visit last month and uh, went home and decommitted from Oklahoma State. What if he's the guy that might show up mm-hmm. for that July 31st uh, unofficial visit date, recruiting date? So I think that might be something to keep an eye on if if he's in that group. And I'm not saying he is or isn't, but that's definitely one that, you know, from Duncanville, Texas, you can probably make that trip if if you really want to. So we'll see on that. But he would be – one that I'm, i've kind of got my eyes peeled for
2: you know Pittman has done a great job in georgia and you know the coaches on his staff and everything and there have been you know some obviously some quality gets out of that state but you you mentioned uh you mentioned duncanville texas and arkansas doesn't have anybody committed right now from the state of texas and That's got to change. I mean, it's great that they're, you know, gone up to Detroit and Wisconsin and Ohio and, and, you know, have this great presence in Georgia because there's some studs out of that state too. But don't you agree that they, you know, that was one of the problems we had with Brett and something that we criticized him heavily for when Chad Morris took over. There were eight scholarship players from the state of Texas on the roster. And that's, that just can't happen, right?
3: I agree. Uh, You know, some of those, I'll just tell you, they straight up missed on some. That they really wanted, and uh, you know, some some later offers came in on guys that I feel like they identified uh, probably sooner than any other Power Five schools, mm-hmm. to be honest. And uh, you know, we see that every year. You get on a kid really early, and and all of a sudden, it's almost too early sometimes, right? Yeah. You wake everybody else up around you, and Oklahoma comes in, and the Aggies feel like they've got to offer now. And, you know, it's a snowball effect that can bite you sometimes. And I I think we've seen that quite a bit with the 22 class in Texas. Uh, Jordan Crook obviously would would be a big time one if they were able to get him. Uh, D.J. Allen, uh, Gladewater, Texas, wide receiver, a four-star. That would be another big one. So not over yet in Texas, but yeah, somewhat surprising. You know, we've called this class a a geographical oddity. Well, it doesn't need to be that every year, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're having to go to South Carolina or having to dip too much into Michigan or, or Ohio, you kind of want to keep your footprint uh, close to you, in my opinion. But, you know, I think they'll do a good job with that. Kenny Guyton's still early on in, in his uh, era here. So um, I think next year's class, I was really impressed. You go back to that list we were talking about, the, all the unofficial visitors in June. So many of those guys – were twenty threes and twenty fours that Kenny Guyton brought in. So, mm-hmm. uh, with Kendall's connections in Texas and, and what Guyton is doing at the wide receiver group for the
2: future, I think uh, I think you'll see an uptick at some point. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a phenomenal point here, Danny. And then we're gonna get you out. But Sam Pittman's reputation precedes him in the state of Georgia, and mm-hmm. I think that's obviously one reason that he's had continued success there. For Chad his reputation preceded him in the state of Texas. And so, obviously, he had a lot of natural success there. I think for both of those guys, it would have you know benefited Chad to have some success at Arkansas to get out into other areas. And for for Sam, when he starts having success at Arkansas, it's going to benefit him in Texas because he doesn't have that same background reputation that he had developed in the state of Georgia.
3: I'll tell you what, we heard Brett Bielema, at one point, say you've kind of have a you know, got to have an accent yeah. down in Texas. Well, Sam Pittman's got the accent, so yeah. I think he'll be okay.
2: Yeah, and Brett kind of just abandoned the state. They they quit yeah, hiring coaches did. with any kind of connection to the state of Texas. I mean, and you know they did make a big push there and ended up with I think Cole Headlin, <laughs> one one player yeah. out of the state of Texas that one year <laughs> when they had that whole campaign of Tex Hogs and posters with Jerry Jones and Jonathan Williams and every Texas player that ever had any success and they got you got Hethlund, yeah. Just shanked it. Yeah, just just
3: shanked shanked it. it. (laughs) All right, man. Probably the greatest uh, (laughs) walk and talk moment that I
2: can think of. Just shanked it. That was old school. That was before the walk and talk was the walk and talk. That's right. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. You bet. We'll see you. All right. Again, for those who don't follow Danny West, he does a fantastic job. You can sign up at hogsports.com, read his content, which is mostly VIP at hawgsports.com. All right. I'm going to go directly to Keith Grayson. Keith has been with us for a number of years. Hey, Trey. Hey, Keith. How's your, how's your wine tasting going? It's good. I'm just
4: sitting here uh, with my bride-to-be overlooking my favorite place in the world is Paso Robles, California. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm in a winery called Everly. Which is apparently some foreign language for small boar, and there are little razorbacks
2: all oh. over the vineyards. That's fitting. Well, first and then, of all, uh, congratulations. I
4: to ru- rudely interrupt my, uh, yeah. my event my well, vacation.
2: Well, uh, I notified you last week. I tried to get you on. <laughs> I think you were maybe also on vacation then. So you do a lot of vacationing. So it's hard not to interrupt you. But our listeners, I think, enjoy uh, enjoy hearing your takes and stuff. For those who aren't familiar with Keith, he's been a member of hogsports.com for a long, long time, as long as I can remember. And uh, it's somewhat polarizing at times, but always informative and usually pretty funny. So he's, he's a fun guy to have on. And I just kind of wanted to jump in with you on – oops, I got the wrong graphic up. There we go. I just wanted to jump in with you on uh, – I mean, we're just a few weeks away from the start of fall camp. we got SEC media days coming up. What's your thoughts on all that? Are you ready for football season?
4: You know, it took me a, the come down from baseball was pretty hard and mm-hmm. fast, and um, and we had a wild ride in basketball too, and so it kind of took a focus off the off season as we would normally be like, this thing rolls year round, but this year's felt a little different in that regard, and so I'm officially like, you know, if, I, if I'm rocking some the uh, Wu Pig. You know, with the with the Wu Tang Wu shirt out in California right now, it's football season. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 pumped about it now. I think my focus is kind of like turned to the newcomers and who's going to step up. Um, got my season tickets. I'm first time season ticket holder since 2011. Um, I I I probably. Would have
2: Dude, you took maybe, a break at the right time. You missed the, well, <laughs> you well, missed I'm the right ten years for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm also out of state. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of a front runner a little
4: bit, but but not really. I'm I'm diehard like everybody that's listening to this podcast. So like, I I just I'm out of state, so it's hard for me to get back. So they gotta they gotta be doing something. Um, I turned forty on mm-hmm. September 10th, and yep. so as a as an early fortieth birthday present, I got four season tickets. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely make the Texas game is gonna be a wild party for me and all my friends. You're invited as well. And then the remaining tickets as I do with every time I buy season tickets will will be used as a bounty for anybody that can supply a picture licking your head. Hmm. I'll give them some tickets.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll also supply a picture of someone with a black eye for whoever does that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it's yeah, worth buyer, it. Fire beware. <laughs> beware. Yep. Yep. All right. Keith Grayson joining us again. Razorback fan. Keith does a lot of different things. He's got his hand in a lot of different cookie jars, I guess. With uh, he's in real estate. You're, I think, trying to expand out to Northwest Arkansas. You're in uh, uh, your you your high school football. You're still doing high school football coaching, Keith. You, you dedicated or junior high, or I mean, where, where are you right now with that? It seems like you got a different defensive coordinator position or trying to get a head coaching job. Um, where are you? I interviewed as a head.
4: I interviewed as a head coach. Um, I had a mutual disagreement <laughs> with my my, my last uh, head coach that I. am just so type A man. Like I think things need to be a certain way. Right. And um, especially defensively, I I have strong opinions on how things should be conducted and called. And anyway, so I'm I'm a free agent. I'm so my high school coaching career has kind of been with this with one of my great friends out in Arizona and Mm -hmm. so I kind of ride his coattails a little bit so when once he gets his head coaching job uh solidified um then I'll I'll be his DC from here on out so that's that's kind of we've been kind of working for other people and it's just we we want things run a certain way and it's all in I mean that's the thing like if you're in high school coaching, you have to live it, and like, you have to it's not a part-time thing, and so I think we get linked up with some people with some different you know, whether it's a coach trying to promote their own career or something Mm -hmm. that's kind of been the last two stops we've had, where it's like, yo, we're here, we want to be at a school for like 15 years, you know Mm
1: -hmm. it's like, to win championships and it's not not on the same page as everybody else, it's
4: kind of a you know, we're, we're with younger coaches that are more into like promoting themselves on social media and stuff. So I talked –
2: well, I talked a little bit about uh, Arkansas's offense and just some things that I expect out of them and, you know, talking about KJ Jefferson. And I was wondering if you wanted to chime in on what you think this Razorback defense can be this year based on what you've seen from the spring and and what you know of Barry Odom and things like that.
4: It looks like they're – it looks like they're going to implement way more multiple things on defense, you know, bringing – even in odd fronts, both of them, and yeah. three safety looks, and it's just, its going to be—it's going to be week to week. You know, they're not going to run that against Georgia Southern, and probably run it like a bear flag against Georgia Southern. But um, it's going to vary from week to week. But they said last year they didn't blitz as much because they couldn't rely on any of the defensive backs and man coverage, which I don't think that's going to be an excuse this year. I think that's our strength of our team is—is is our secondary,
1: mm-hmm. and
4: they need to lean on that. And hopefully with the new defensive line coach we can get some techniques taught to where we get a little more pressure on the quarterback without blitzing when we don't have to. And then, you know, we gotta send we gotta send some guys off the edge a little bit. So, um, I don't I don't know if Grant Morgan and Bubber Poole are, you know, the best inside blitzers that you want. Uh, you know, they're more run stopping guys, but we got some speed off the edge that we can we can send some dudes and uh, maybe do some different things there. So, I, I think I, we're going to see a little bit more pressure this year, hopefully.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hope so, too. And I think you're right. they can, We can expect to see a lot more uh, four-man fronts than we saw last year, but mixed up, obviously, week to week. But I, I think that they've got a lot more strength on the defensive line. It would be interesting to see what the new coaches uh, contribute also. All right, There's Keith. so
4: many returning starters, man. I mean, how do you yeah. not, like – how 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 are you gonna predict like anything less than six or seven wins this year as just a starting point and then, you know, as the season advances, I, I think we're gonna every year Arkansas is gonna be the underdog, but for whatever reason, like I think there's
1: too many people overlooking this team this year. Yeah. Um, and I
4: think a lot of you you were on the Rocket Sanders train in the off season in the spring, but as you know, you and I were actually sitting together when A.J. Green announced his commitment. I don't get back to Fayetteville often, but you and I were at J.J.'s having a beer. Oh, yeah. And you looked at me and said, expect some good news today, which means, like, we're friends and you still give me some coded language. Like, you can't, <laughs> like you're holding the nuclear codes. And you well, that's just because I don't trust you fully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nor should you.
2: But, but A.J. Green...
4: That kid is way bigger and way more stout than I thought he was going to be. Uh, he's Some pretty twitched. up. coming out of him training, mm-hmm. that dude, and I made the comparison early on, Steve Slayton clone. Like that guy, hopefully, if, and you've always said this as long as you've been covering the team, is if, if they're a freshman running back, they're going to get carries if they have talent. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a position of need that, you know, I love Traylon Smith, but he's a little slight and I don't know if he's going to avoid injuries and make it through the whole season. We've got to have somebody step up, and A.J. Green is probably going to shock some people if he can get this thing down.
2: I think he's got a shot. All right, Keith. Well, I appreciate your insight, and I appreciate you joining the show. I don't want to steal any more time away from your, your wine tasting. You guys, what you sent me a picture. You look like you're having fun. So uh, if you have anything else to add, now's the time to do it. I'm
4: here also to announce that, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm gonna lead you down the path to run for a
2: state senate. Maybe. Um, I think
4: you got. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think you have what it takes. Um, integrity. You have Razorback, whatever that is. Uh-huh. That's a political statement now, apparently. And I think we can make a political ad that borders lines a Saturday Night Live skit, mm-hmm. and get some votes.
3: Okay. Let's well. do
4: it, Trey. I do. I can be your. I can be your advisor.
3: <laughs> that's
2: something that i've never thought about before but uh i don't know i don't know what side of the there's aisle jake beckett is running uh but. there's money in
1: it if you get to senate you can do insider
2: trading it's legal oh yeah that's I don't right. know if a lot of people know that <laughs> there's
4: money in being a politician
2: so that's what it seems like anyway <laughs> well hey man congratulations on your upcoming 40th birthday and of course on your engagement i think you knocked it out of the park there in my brief time meeting her so uh yeah appreciate we'll, you see coming y'all on.
4: Soon. We'll, we'll see y'all soon um, i'm excited to get back and this football season cannot start fast enough to um for a lot of reasons i'm just i'm i'm stoked to get to get back home and uh got some stuff i'm gonna be i'm gonna be back a lot more in arkansas we got some stuff coming up so awesome uh i'll hit you up later and uh
2: woo damn pig all right brother Later, man. All right, later. All right, everybody. That's Keith Grayson. Once again, Keith, been with us for a long time at Hog Sports, and uh, we certainly appreciate his uh, his contributions. So, we've talked recruiting. We've talked Razorback offensive and defensive football. What else? I mean, I don't want to sit here and go over my two thousand eight, my 2019-2020 recruiting class reviews. I did that on drive time, but I will say 19 and 20. So I did 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, and I got to say those first three years were, were pretty rough. There were some good players here and there, but they those classes did not live up to their recruiting rankings. Um, 18 probably did most of all just because it was 45th <laughs> nationally, but there were actually some good players in that. There was a transition class between Bielema and Morris. 2019 class was really good. And that's one thing that I've always given Chad Morris credit and his coaching staff is the job that they did recruiting in 2019. I mean, that class is up and down Arkansas's depth chart. Uh, 2020 class, not as, not as many guys, like more, a lot of guys, you know, second team. I think there's probably 11 guys that are on the second team or battling for second team spot right now. They've only been there for a year embarking on their second year coming up. So, overall, 2020 is off to a pretty good start. I think there's some guys like Miles Slusher we could see end up starting by the end of the year. So, we didn't talk much about NIL stuff last week. That was on purpose. Um, you know, I just don't find it terribly interesting. I guess – I think the dust will settle on this kind of stuff. I think we see, like, a lot of companies coming out, like Miami. Um, you know, everybody at Miami's getting, like, $6,000 from this one company – um Wright's barbecue has, uh, has uh endorsed or or I guess the offensive line the entire offensive line is sponsoring Wright's barbecue uh, we saw obviously with Trey Knox and PetSmart there's some other stuff I'm told that's going to come down the pipe this week but I really think after a while and the big story is the the gymnast from from LSU but I think as we progress you know as people start figuring things out and like are we seeing a financial benefit from sponsoring, you know, this athlete over, you know, somebody, you know, or nobody? Are we seeing a financial benefit? I I just think, like, as time goes on, next couple years, we're going to see the dust settle a little bit on some of this, you know, as far as, like, everybody getting a piece of the pie. And, you know, I think it'll start being limited a little bit more to, you know, certain elite-type players. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. But for now, enjoy it, because I think everybody's kind of got a little bit of an opportunity Okay, let's get to your questions now. Before we do that, one more time, got to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up there or a like or whatever it's called. Just don't throw us a thumbs down unless you really, really hate us. And throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that. Let other people know what to expect. Also interact with the video. Share it with somebody you think might like it. If you think your dad or your grandpa or somebody else maybe doesn't know how to access all this stuff, send them a link. Send them a link to their phone or something or their computer or however they choose to get their information, and uh, and hopefully they can join in too. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Sports is just $1 right now for your first month. H-A-W-G-Sports.com. No promo code or anything. And if you like this service, after a month you decide you want to keep it and you're going to want to because fall camp is coming up and you know you're going to want our content for blowout coverage of fall camp. So when you decide, you get to that point. Should I pay regular price? Should I keep the service? Just know that you also get CBS All Access. Ooh, excuse me, it's now called Paramount Plus. You get Paramount Plus absolutely free, which is a hundred dollar annual value. You get access to all the movies Paramount makes, TV shows, stuff like that. Uh, actually, I don't think uh, Yellowstone is on there. I think they've got some kind of agreement with NBC or ABC or something where they where they run it, but almost everything like you like star trek all that stuff so i mean there's a ton of stuff so be sure to sign up and you're going to want to keep it after a month when you get your your dollar deal runs out all right now we get to your questions question time a lot of woo pigs coming in from emory hall and mp rich shafrida strickland woo pig suey from warren number 16 claire bailey suey from phoenix A lot of whoopig sui's. Hope, Arkansas, Josh Smith. Ethan Roberts says, love the show, Trey. Quick question. What's your opinion on most polls favoring both Mississippi schools over the Hogs? I don't see that, but whoopig suey. Well, they got to go to Oxford, and that's going to be tough. And Mississippi State comes to Fayetteville, and that's going to be tough on Mississippi State. Um, I think Arkansas has a very legitimate shot at winning their home games in Fayetteville, all three of them. Missouri, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Okay. The trick is to having to going from like having a six-win type of season is to also get Texas there to steal one on the road, whether it's LSU. I mean, it's, it's not going to be Alabama or Ole Miss, or to get that game finally in Arlington. You know, they're not going to take all those. Maybe get upset at home. You know, if you call it an upset, but um, there's there's some opportunities there for, on this schedule, so. I think it was very key that they got that. I, I I love Little Rock. I'm a Central Arkansas guy originally. I've been in Fayetteville, I guess half my life, but um, they had to get that game out of out of Little Rock. They it, it's a competitive disadvantage, in my opinion, to not have your own locker room. You know, staying in your own area and having to having, having to make that travel. I mean. It's, it's tough for me to say that because I, I've always been a fan of, of Little Rock games, but I really believe that it was important to get that game back up here, especially when you play the game the same season in Arlington. Because if you don't do that, then that's two SEC games you get in Fayetteville. And that's just – nobody does that. Nobody in the SEC is doing that, and there's a reason they're not doing that. Ryan Horn says, what do you think is the best position group? I'm thinking offensive line. The best position group, I think safeties is up there. I think defensive line might have a chance. They're definitely not proven. That's more of a projection on my end. But I think with the guys they got coming in, new defensive line coach, I think it could be defensive line. They get Dorian Gerald to stay healthy. I think Zach Williams looks fantastic right now. Defensive line, safeties. I mean, offensive line should be. I still think that they'll run into some problems against some of the monster defensive lines they'll face out there on occasion. Not every week, but – I mean, they're always going to face a good one in the SEC, but what else? I would have said maybe wide receiver for Woods left. Now there's a little bit of an unknown there. My thoughts. Robert Hampton says, when and where can I get two tickets to the Texas game? I think individual tickets probably be a few weeks. Jeremy Dix says, where do we stand with the kid from ORU? Top 10 right now. Nate Davis says, Wu Pig from the Naval Base in San Diego. I think we're going bowling this year and slowly but surely finding ourselves again. Adrian Lim says, Thank you, Trey. Do we have a solid, def- 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 definite number two running back? Uh, I would say maybe Dominic Johnson. So you got Traylon Smith, obviously, and technically the guy behind him would probably be um, Josh Oglesby. You got TJ Hammonds but they're all you know kind of 190 or below running backs kind of all similar versus Dominic Johnson goes about 240 so he provides a, a bit of a change of pace if you wanted to go that direction of a change of pace uh, I really think those freshmen as we were talking about Rocket Sanders AJ green are guys that are going to eventually talk about a little bit more towards midseason guys that start bumping up that um, bumping up that depth chart. Ryan Horn says, thank you for your service. Well, we appreciate you, man. And uh, if you want to sign up for the service, then go to HAWGSports.com or just enjoy the free content. we got plenty of free content. You can go there and check that out as well. But if you want the inside, well-researched, what's going to happen type of stuff, then you need the VIP pass. Jeremy Dick says, and if you like this show, I mean – I don't do this show because we make a lot of money on the show. I do the show to get the message of the VIP service out there. So, if you like the show, you want to support the show, then that's the way to do that also. Jeremy Dick says, I know we're in his top ten, but keep seeing things saying Texas Tech is his crystal ball. I mean, I could see that. I mean, there's some good programs that are after him. We'll see. Nate Davis says, KJ has some wheels. I'm excited to see him ball out this year. I think for sure he'll be our guy. I'm interested to see – you know, KJ is kind of a long strider, so – Defenders have a tendency to like take bad angles against guys like that. I'm not saying he's like as fast as Matt Jones, but Matt Jones is a prime example of a long strider and everybody took a bad angle on him. I think that KJ is like his build; he's super stout. I mean, he's he's 240 pounds, and his base. I mean, he's like I, I just think of guys like trying to like pull him down, getting him wrapped up around the ankles, trying to pull him down. He's going to buy some extra time for himself and probably make a play. So. I think that'll be a benefit, you know, being mobile, being able to buy some time. I think it would be a bull in short yardage for him, too. thing with KJ, he's got – you know, he had to correct his throwing motion, so every once in a while you'll just see a heater, nose-down heater over the middle, or, you know, he might sail one uh, to the flats. It's happening less and less in practice that I've noticed since he reworked his throwing motion. Just add a little more whipping action, but he's he's got a really strong arm and – I thought in the spring, to start the spring, he was overthrowing everybody on the deep balls. I thought, you know, as we saw at the red-white game, I thought he was a little more on with that, uh, you know, with the deep ball. And we saw him, you know, hit that deep ball to uh, Traylon Burks in the Missouri game to kind of get him going. So, we'll see. Josh Campbell says, hey, Trey, touch on special teams and let us know where we are right now. Appreciate all you do. Love keeping up. Go Hogs. Well, special teams are still a concern, and, you know, if they're good on special teams, it's going to make a difference in some games. If they're not, then, you know, it'll make the difference the wrong way in some games. I don't know that they have an established punter, an established kicker. I don't know who they're going to for sure go to in the return game. But they were able to do a lot more work on special teams just because – they had you know ten players back from last year on scholarship who otherwise would have been gone. They had what like thirteen total early enrollees. So they they spent usually it's just like field goal and punt and that's it. The, but they worked on every single aspect of special teams. And I think part of the reason is obviously they have all those players back and coming in early, but also uh, special teams just kind of sucked last year, and so you work a little extra on special teams. So hopefully that that pays off. But they they've got to figure out kicker punter return guys. And I'm not sure who they would use right now. Keith Keith Washington says, KJ pats and holds the ball too long. He has to get the ball out a little faster and he will be fine, but that's what I've observed last year. Yeah, well... I would say Felipe really did that, um, you know, to his detriment. Now, Felipe was also set an all-time record at the University of Arkansas for completion percentage. Didn't throw a lot of interceptions either. And a lot of that is because he holds the ball long. (laughs) And sometimes it resulted in a sack instead of, you know, a poorly thrown pass. So hopefully he doesn't hold as long as he did it sometimes. But there are some benefits to holding the ball and just taking the sack, I guess. We'll see. KJ is more mobile. Even though Felipe did a four-five-five, I always viewed Felipe as more like a 200-meter runner or 400-meter guy. Uh, KJ's, you know, gets up to speed a little bit faster. He's not like a burner like Malik Hornsby. is. Malik Hornsby can fly, but uh, KJ is is certainly mobile enough. Marquise Martin says Trey, are you familiar with Caden Green? He's a four or five-star out of at least some Missouri. If so, is Arkansas recruiting him because he has Arkansas ties? I have uh, so my last look on the big red board. I do not remember that name that Danny puts together the big red board for offense and defense, just kind of outlining where Arkansas stands with various prospects, hot or cold, trending up or down, all that kind of stuff. Put the little notes, but I don't remember his name on that. Aaron Anderson says if Arkansas can pull off the win against Texas, there will be a lot of people talking about Arkansas. Yep, they will <laughs> It'd be a big win. They'd definitely be on Sports Center, wouldn't they? Uh, Decoded. Uh, sorry I'm not sure how to say this one I don't want to just uh... oh you're just spamming no wonder gotcha so this guy's just spamming us uh, one after another I'm going to block you alright ridiculous Corey Jones says hook them horns with a laugh hmm Good morning, Trey, says, my mom, hello, mom. <laughs> Sterling Reed Bowen says, what do you think about Michael Woods transferring to OU, and do you think it's going to affect our game play? I don't, first of all, I would be surprised if Mike Woods puts up better stats at Ar- at, at Oklahoma than he does at Arkansas. You know, I look at what, he's, what they've got coming back, what they've recruited. The third receiver at Oklahoma the last several years has not put up, you know, like 20-something catches. Like, that's the reason to go to OU. I don't know if I'm seeing that. When Jaqueline Crawford went the other way, I'm not pulling against Mike Woods or anything. I just I wonder about the decision. I wonder how the decision happened. Because Oklahoma was the only school that I heard he was going to before he entered the portal. I heard he was going to OU. That's not how it's supposed to work, but whatever. It's the way things work nowadays. It just seems a little weird. but And the timing of it all, leaving right after the spring, got a new quarterback in and you're developing timing and all this stuff, and, and he leaves, and I don't know, I just – I think it hurts more in perception. I think Mike's is a good player. I think he would have helped Arkansas a lot. But I think that they've recruited well enough that somebody should emerge in that wide receiver group. So I think it hurts more in perception, like, what's wrong with Arkansas? Is it KJ? Is it Pittman? Is it Bryles? You know, why would you leave your senior year? So, anyway – I don't think it's going to make a big hill of beans in his production. Man, I'm getting spammed like crazy with these jerks. NIL... (laughs) Chris Carson says, what the hell, I'll vote for you. I don't know about – I've never thought about, like, running for politi- – I don't I don't know if that's in my – that's in the cards for me. NIL is legal way for alumni to pay players. I mean, pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, if you own a business, you're an alumni, you can do whatever you want as long as it's, in theory, fair market value. If Arkansas can get o- O'Banner, what do you think will be ranked? I would think one, two, or three. I I mean, I think they're on national championship watch anyway. Like, I mean, it's obviously out a long shot, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility with what they have coming together. I mean, I really do. It sounds crazy to say it, but I I, I think that they're right there. And if they get this kid, young man, I mean, he's, he's an adult. He's a senior, I guess. But, I mean, what else? I don't know. Like, somebody asked last week if I could put it together to, uh, starting five. I can't. I cannot. I can't do it. Scott Alexander says, in my opinion, one component of compensation for players is the distraction that may take place for player. It's Yeah, I mean, it's definitely – like, you got to start thinking about marketing yourself. How can I capitalize on my money? Yeah, you, you're going to take away some time there. Dante Buckner looked good in the red-white game. You think he'll get any meaningful playing time? Hmm. At running back, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe I think he'll help him on special teams, though. Rocky Carter says, We pick Sui from Mississippi. Isaac Riley says, We pick Sui can't wait for football season to start. And already starting from a Razorback basketball and baseball. Tyler Tober says, Realistically, how much do you think do you expect the offense and defense to improve? The offense is still a bit of a mystery to me because you're going from Felipe Franks to KJ Jefferson, and you don't totally know. I think the defense is going to be better. I think you return a lot of experience. Now, there's always a trick of staying healthy. You know, is Hayden Henry and Levi Draper? Are they going to stay healthy all season? If if they do, then hey, you might be okay at linebacker. You might have enough depth there. I think that they've really improved their situation on the defensive line, going from what I thought was a little thin and inexperienced on the interior to okay, see sure, Ridgeway, all right, bring those guys in. And you got uh, what Trey Alexander added on the defensive end group to what a group that I already thought was solid that for some reason just can't get to the quarterback. I mean, they can't get to the quarterback. It looks like a good group. There are a lot of highly regarded guys there, you know. And you also have Dory or uh, uh, Eric Gregory who can you know kind of go both ways, inside or outside. And, and you know, a lot of dependent they go three man front or four man front. So yeah, I think they have a shot. I think safety is pretty loaded up. Cornerback, Monteric Brown, I think is a guy with potential to play on the next level. You know, maybe out, maybe towards the end of the draft, but I think he's got potential there. And then, you know, we'll see on the other side. Hudson Clark went wire to wire in the spring as a starter. He's starting to got some experience. I think there's some other guys that might push him a little bit. So we'll see. Caden Green's uh, is an offensive lineman. Yes, I know that. You mentioned that. I think you mentioned that in your other post. that I indicate otherwise, Marquise? Willis Hunter says, be Sui from the Golden Isles of Georgia. Go Hogs. Brandon B. Williams says, B. Will Williams says, What's the chance Arkansas getting the receiver out of El Dorado? Too early to say, but ECU choirs. Stephen Walker says, Hogs beat, T. Sippers, that is all Texoma Hog. All right, everybody, we're going to leave it at that. We've gone... An hour, I guess. Pretty close to it. 59 minutes. All right. If you haven't signed up at Hulk Sports, go ahead and do so. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, you want to get that. I mean, it's free Razorback content delivered to your email inbox. You can cancel at any time. But, I mean, we're going to put 75% of the articles that are going to be in there are going to be free stories. We might throw in a VIP, clearly labeled. But uh, if you want to keep up every morning with the Razorbacks, know what's happening before your friends do, sign up for the newsletter. And, of course, breaking news, text alerts. Sometimes we don't even send those for a couple of days or a week. You know, it may be nothing, but a commitment happens. You're going to want the breaking news text alert. It'll provide a link also to provide, you know, what happened and a link, you know, to the article. So you get the breaking news text alert. We'll do that for anything like scheduling news or uh, anything that's big. We don't just send stuff out on those. It's So there's no reason not to have breaking news text alerts. It's not like you're just going to get hammered with, with articles and news. You're going to get you know, a couple of alerts a week maybe, or maybe none. So it's a good thing to have. And you just go to the top right of the page at hawgsports.com and sign up for that. All right, everybody. Thank you to Danny West for joining us. Appreciate Keith Grayson for chiming in and contributing. And I appreciate all you guys for watching. We wouldn't be able to do this show or have the website without you members or you people taking our free content in, and we don't forget that. So uh, thank you to all of you, and I appreciate the questions. And we'll be back with you guys next week be gearing up for sec media days and we'll also do probably a walk and talk from uh hoover alabama after arkansas finishes the day at the end of sec media days all right everybody appreciate you for joining us this has been trey with hogsports.com and we'll catch you next time
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you